Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the house. See the week club they are giving us. Hallelujah. Please, if you're a father in the house, can you stand? If you're a father in the house, please just stand. Just stand. Just stand. Just stand. Uh, praise God. Um, happy Father's Day to you as a father. I also want to use the opportunity to challenge you and encourage you to understand that being a father is a big responsibility that God has given us. And um, we need to trust God for the strength to be the kind of fathers that he wants us to be. Being a father means you are a covering. Part of the meaning of being a father is that you are a covering. You are a covering over your family, over your wives, or your wife and children. You are a covering, all right? So you must make sure that you are able to provide that cover over your home. You are also supposed to be sourced. That's what I mean of father. It's from you that they get everything. You are the beginning of this family. You are the alpha of this family you lead today. You are source. All right? Then you are also head. Then you are also leader. If you notice the most sensitive things in the human being's body, they are in the head. The eyes, the nose, the, the mouth, the ears, they are all in the head. Then you are a leader. Leader is a doing word. It's not a title. It's a doing word. It's something you have to do by example. So my prayer for you is that you'll be such a leader that your children will not only you call you father, but they will call you mentor. This means that you will live the kind of life that they would desire to live, the kind of life that they will want to emulate. You know, being their father is not by choice, but making them, them being, you being their mentor is something that they will choose. Do you understand? They didn't choose you. you just, they just landed in your house and they saw that you are their father. That one is not by choice. But before a child can see you as somebody that can inspire them, amongst all the other great men in the world, it means you have to be doing something right. Do you understand? That's why God said about Abraham, that my, my friend Abraham, he will command his children after the way of God. So I, I want to challenge all you men, live in a way. You see, don't be so bothered about what you will leave for your children. I think you should be more concerned about what you leave in your children. Let's start focusing on what we live in them, not what we live for them. It doesn't matter what we live for them. If nothing is inside them, they will squander everything and live for them. What, what's more important is what you leave in them. Be a positive spiritual example. Let them see daddy preparing for church. You know, children are used to seeing daddy preparing for work. If that's all you leave for them, that's all they will think life is about, is about work. Let them see you preparing for church. Let them see you praying. Let them see you serving in church. There's nothing as beautiful as a child growing, seeing his father serving church. It's such a positive example. Such a person that, that will never live their lives. So don't be focused on what you're living for them. Please leave something in them. And make sure you speak a word of prayer over them every, every day. Speak a word of prayer over their lives. They say by faith, Jacob prophesied over all his children and it came to pass. Hallelujah. God will make you that kind of example in the name of Jesus. I pray for all the fathers in the house today that you will represent exactly what God created you to represent to your children. And you'll be a father that your children will be proud of. Your children will not just call you father, but they will call you mentor. The same way today, we pray, we pray with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Your children will pray in honor of the God of their fathers. 
in the name of Jesus. They will, they will see your work with God and be inspired by it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can we clap for the fathers one more time as they take their seats? So we started a series um, this month titled, What's Wrong With Your Prayer? Let me ask you, neighbor, what's wrong with your prayer? You are not sounding confident. Ask him well. Say, what's wrong with your prayers? We discovered that many people have no faith in their own prayer. Many people have no confidence in their own relationship with God. And the way God designed it, he wants you to have that personal relationship with him. There's nothing wrong with your own prayer. We have so much faith in the prayer of other people, but we don't have faith in our own prayers. I was not taught Christianity like that. The culture we are building today in Christianity is not the way we learned Christianity. Everybody, when we were young, we learned how to pray. Now, people just want somebody to pray for them. That's not Jesus' model. The disciples told Jesus, teach us to pray, not pray for us. I mean, what would have been greater than Jesus himself praying for you? He's there. He's the, he's the son of God. He's even God, direct from heaven. The greatest thing would have been Jesus. Pray for us. Let's be lying down. No, 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 no. They said, teach us to pray. We want to pray. He said, teach us to pray the way John taught his disciples. So that was the model. They were teaching their disciples to pray, not praying for them. Are you here, somebody? What's wrong with your prayer? Last week, we looked at the fact that the Bible said we should pray all manner of prayer. There are different kinds of prayer, but many Christians pray only one kind of prayer. Say, pray all manner of what? Prayers. All manner. How many manner? All manner. Ephesians 6, look at there. Say, pray all manner of prayer. Look at this. Um, give me this. Is the amplified version I've read? Praying all the way. Yes. Uh, no, you're just typing what you like. God bless you. <laughs> this thing not what, what we read, but it's well. You have tried. <laughs> the, it's amplified classic. You see, you, we're not even in church. If we're in church and you're following the message, you should know what we're doing. It said, pray at all times. On what occasion? In what season? In what way? With all what? Manner of prayer. All manner. So there are different kinds of prayer. In fact, we said that there are basically about seven types. There might be more than seven, but basic ones we studied last week were seven types. Who remembers the seven types of prayer we looked at? Okay, so let's try. Number one was what? The prayer of intercession. This prayer, you can't pray for yourself. You're praying for somebody else. Maybe your family members, your parents, your kids, your father, your uncles, your neighbors, your colleagues. You're praying for somebody else. Never, you're praying for Nigeria. Never yourself. Intercession. Second kind of prayer is what? Petition. This is one you're praying for yourself. You're asking for something for yourself. It's a part of the prayer. Number three is what? Prayer of agreements. Where two shall or more shall agree upon us. Touching anything shall be done for them. Number four is what? Prayer of, prayer of consecration. This is where you drop your own will and let God take over. You say, God, whatever is your will concerning this thing, I'll be okay with it. Number what? Next one. Number five is prayer of what? I can't hear you. Prayer of decree. At this point, you're not talking to God. You're talking to situations. Okay? Number six. Prayer of worship and thanksgiving. So in this kind of prayer, you're giving thanks and worshiping. All right, number seven is what? Prayer of fellowship. We said this is the most powerful one because that's where relationship is built from. This is where your confidence is built from for the rest. All right, you can't uh, 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 ask somebody you don't know something. It's when you have developed a relationship person that you can confidently ask them for things because you know who they are. Prayer of fellowship. And you know the interesting thing? We found out that all these prayers, 
uh, in the Lord's Prayer. That Lord's Prayer that Jesus gave us was a pattern and a, and a, and a, and a posture and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and like a breakdown, all right? It's not a prayer we ought to be repeating, really. It's just a structure of how prayer should be. And all these prayers are listed in the Lord's Prayer. Let's look at the Lord's Prayer. Let's see whether we can recognize the seven kinds of prayer. And he said to them, uh, when you pray, say what? So which kind of prayer is this? Hmm? Some people are not sure. Our Father. Our Father is talking about relationship, right? When you say our Father, you're talking about relationship. So the first kind of prayer is their fellowship. Our Father. Fellowship. Fellowship. Our Father. Fellowship. There's also on that second kind of prayer in that one. Who can tell me what it is? No, we're still in our Father. We're not going to worship. Our Father which has heaven is not worship. <laughs> eh? Agreement. He said our Father. We are agreeing that it's our Father. We are in agreement about that. So that's our agreement. Second line says what? Hallowed be thy name. That's prayer of what? You, you are not sure. Hallowed be thy name. You don't, you don't know what hallowed means? Okay. It's old English. Some people don't know what hallowed Say hallowed. I'm not going to answer. I'm not answer. <laughs> hallowed be thy name is like, um, you know, it's worship. It's basically saying your name is holy. Your name is, you know, hallowed. Okay? So it's... Is worship. That's prayer of worship. Next line says what? what? What's what's that kind of prayer? Intercession. Intercession. Thy kingdom come. All right. Um, one of the major prayers you must pray as a believer is a prayer for God's kingdom to uh, permeate the earth. Any any kingdom advancement. When your church advances, that's kingdom advancement. All right. When when righteous people enter a place of authority, that's kingdom advancement. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So in that, that's the prayer of intercession. You're not praying for your personal needs. You're praying for God's kingdom to advance on the earth. Okay? Um, next one says, Thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. What's that one? It's the prayer of decree. You are decreeing that as God's plan is in the heaven, you decree it will be so on the earth. You are the one in charge here on the earth. God has done his own part in the heaven, has given you authority. You will enforce Every, every, every God's plan here on the earth in your life. God has decreed that you are prosperous. If you're not seeing prosperity here, it's your job to decree it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You're decreeing that his will that is already established in heaven. See, in heaven, is sure. He's here that there's problem. So you come and you decree. You enforce whatever it is as God has planned it on that side. It must represent also. It must line up on this side. That's prayer of decree. Next one is what? I can't hear you. What does it say? That's prayer of what? That's Africa's favorite prayer. That's Nigeria's favorite prayer. Prayer of begging. You can beg as much as you want here. Give us how they pray. Africans like this one. <laughs> the prayer of begging and asking. All right? It's good, but that's not, uh, that's just a small fraction of where we are. It also says, the next line says what? Forgive our sins and all that, all that. Now, this, this um, part of the prayer is only here because at this time, Jesus has not died yet for our sins. So we, we have to keep, you know, asking for forgiveness at this point. But after the death of Jesus, sin was paid for. So this should not be a feature for you as a believer in your prayers. I know many, many Christians still, it's a major part of their prayer. When they come, they want to confess their sins. It's just a religious thing. God is not interested in you confessing your sin every time you come to him. In fact, if you make any mistake, confess the sin there. Don't wait for it. Like, for instance, somebody makes a mistake this afternoon now, and he prays every morning. So he's going to keep that sin. Then tomorrow morning, what's to take God? Forgive me my sin. No. Why are you carrying the sin from now to tomorrow morning? It's not, it shouldn't be a feature in your daily prayer life. If you make a mistake, right where you discover you made a mistake, repent there. Somebody gets what I'm saying. Don't carry it next week to when you have time to pray. 
In fact, some people even pray because of it. So I'm dodging because <laughs> I've committed offense. No. God is not interested in that. Instead, God, God doesn't want you to sin conscious. He wants you to be righteousness conscious. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And even those people that feel they are confessing their, all their sins, it's not even all your sins. There are many sins you didn't remember. There are some things you don't even know it's a sin now. It's when you grow. You will not find that. Some of you don't even know gossip is a sin. You are a champion gossip on your street. You don't even know it's a sin. When you start growing and God starts telling you the way you talk, I don't like it. So you, don't, you are just there. So all the time you were praying, you were in sin. You didn't know. But God was still relating with you. God doesn't treat us based on individual sin. It's not about what I'm saying. Because the guy that feels he has confessed all his sins, he's not even all his sins. Nobody remembers all your sins. Your sins are so much. The way this world is, there are many things you're even doing that is no sin. I mean, that is sin that you don't even know is sin yet. That you can't even remember is sin. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Every time you've thought an evil thought, do you, do you write it down? In a 24-hour day, when you think something that's off-key, you take note of it, that have 30 evil thoughts. Then when you're praying, say, Lord, I confess all my 30 evil thoughts. How many of you have done that before? You have not. So you never confess all your sins. There's no day you confess all your sins. And God doesn't even want you to confess all your sins. He wants you to confess your righteousness. That's more important to him. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? This is very important. I'm saying this, I'm dwelling on this a bit because this is why some people don't pray. This is why some people feel they should. You see, I can let, let, let one anointed person pray. Let one powerful man of God pray. Me, I can't pray. You see, I'm not yet holy. And that was, you know, we will. We, we, you know what I said? We are just managing. We drank yesterday in club. We don't manage. You know what I said? Hope you didn't drink really yesterday in club. You know, we know we are just managing ourselves. We let the holy men of God pray. This is, what, this is why many Christians don't pray. Because they feel they are coming to a holy God that they can't stand in front of. No. God is not judging you on your individual sins. You will never qualify if he does that. You will never qualify. Even if like, you write a full list of confession of sin, you will never still confess enough to qualify. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? He never does that. Now, I'll show you more scripture on this. James chapter 5. James chapter, chapter 1. Because some, some people don't pray. This is why some people don't have confidence in prayer. They feel, <laughs> I'm a sinner. God has, see, as long as it's called sin, Jesus has paid for it. If it's called sin, he has paid. They are not dealing with your sin today on an individual one-on-one basis per sin. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Somebody say, Pastor, so that means we can be sinning about. If you are still asking that kind of question, then when we do attack or come out for you, give your life to Christ. You're not even born again. Sin will kill you. Do you get what I'm saying? It's only somebody that is not born again or doesn't have spiritual sense that thinks he can toy with sin. Sin will kill you. Not God will kill you. Take I didn't say God will kill you. Because that's what some people think is God killing. God don't kill anybody. It's sin that will kill you. If you sleep around and have STD, is it God that gave you the STD? Is it God punishing you with STD? No, it's just sin. That's what sin will kill you. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. You still in your office, they arrest you and they lock you up. But that's not God punishing you. That's your office punishing you. That's sin punishing you. Sin will kill you. If you're lying and you spoil your reputation, that's sin killing you. God is not doing it. God has no part in that. If it's called sin from his own end, he has paid. Are you getting this? So never come to God with that inferiority place. You, you, you don't impress him by crying. It should not feature on your daily prayer that you're confessing sin. It should never feature. You will not even see it in, in the Bible. The only place that's a slight reference to it is in 1 John. And there's an explanation why, but I don't want to go into that today. But for you as a child, born again child of God, you shouldn't be so conscious of everyday confessing sin. That's not what we do. Let's go to James quickly. It says, um, if any of you lack wisdom, give me um, NIV version so that will make it faster. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should do what? I'm not hearing you. He should do what? 
Who does what? To, to how many? Without what? Did you see this? Without fault finding. When you come to prayer, God is not saying, mm-hmm. uh, let me see what you did wrong now. This is the major people have of God. That when they come to him, he's finding fault. He says he answers and gives generously. To how many? Are you inside all? No, you're not answering me. Well. Are you inside those all? He says he gives generously to all without what? Without finding fault. This is why many people don't pray. They think, oh, let one powerful man of God pray for me. Let one strong man of God, one holy man of God. Let me shock you now. James chapter 5. I'll show you the man of God you're talking about. I'll show you now. James 5. DJ fast. He says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another and you'll be healed. In not, interestingly, God is more interested in you confessing your faults to your brethren than to even to him. First of all, he's aware before you even confess. But he feels, what's happening there? You probably, it's James 5, 6, 17 or 16 or something. 16 now. Come on, guys. So you guys don't get scriptures on the mainland. You don't get scriptures on the first service. You should have it written out. It's simple. This is not hard now. Therefore, <laughs> confess your sins to each other. Who should you confess to? I can't hear you. Who should you confess to? You notice, they're not saying come and confess to God. God is aware. And if it's sin, he has paid. He's saying confess to each other. You know why? You are better off with the accountability of each other than the religion of telling God. God is not interested. He has said. In fact, he's not even, he doesn't even see you from that perspective. He sees you in Christ. If he tries to see you on the video basis, you will never make it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If God removes you from Christ and says, let's talk, let's me and you talk business, you won't make it. You won't make it. Even with your best, as in, the days you think you're doing everything right, you, you, your standard will never reach his own. So you are in Christ. He always talks to you in Christ. If you're a Christian, you're a born-again Christian, he always talks to you in Christ. So when you come with your sin, consciousness of your 13 sins you committed, he's saying, When? Not aware. You are in Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's all he sees. If somebody gets what I'm saying. But he said it will do you good to confess to your brethren because they will keep you accountable. It's better for you. You will get healed faster telling your brethren. Of course, I'm not talking about you tell somebody that can gossip. I mean, people that really can restore you. You say, ah, pastor, I'm having a problem with drinking. And I go every Friday night. Friday night, all of us will call you. Hope say you day house, do video call, want to see you. You will heal faster. But you see, the problem with you is that you confess to God, but you still go next Friday. Because nobody knows you go. Somebody's not getting what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You cried last week, remember that? <laughs> and you still reply the chat of the boy. I'm coming. That's why. If you tell your choir leader, all of us go check on you. We'll all check on you. God is more interested in confess to each other and pray for each other than telling him. You will heal faster. You say, I have a problem with money. They won't save the problem money and give you. Won't tempt you. <laughs> you are stealing money. <laughs> Sometimes we mistakenly put people that have money problem in charge of offering. You should know that they offered themselves. Part of it. <laughs> Life, I have been passing to something yes, to be honest. That time we put people that have money problem in charge of money because they didn't confess their fault to us. We put them in charge of counting money. They counted to themselves what they want. They offer some to themselves, some to us. I'm telling you, that's just the reality of it. So you are going to heal faster if you confess to people. Trust me. And once you confess something, you find that it loses power. 
sin thrives in secrecy. It thrives in secrecy. But, but we want to confess to God religiously and we'll cry to God. But we'll say, go back next week because nobody knows. God is interested in hearing about your sin. Trust me. So let's go on. So, but he said, I'm not holy, but let the holy man of God pray. Let me show you. Um, um, give me, um, yes. Yes, um, NIV is okay. Abby? Uh, this, this is better. He said, so after, after that verse, okay, let me finish that verse. Sorry, sorry. Go back to the, where we're reading. Confess your first one to another and pray for another that you may be healed. He said, what? The effectual, fervent prayer of who? Did they say a, a, a righteous pastor? Did they say a powerful man of God? They said the prayer of who? Who is a righteous man? A righteous man is you, if you're a born-again Christian, because of the righteousness of God in Christ. So it's you they're talking about. They say your prayer, a righteous man. They didn't say a righteous, powerful man. A righteous, anointed man, a righteous pastor. No, they say a righteous man. It makes much to happen. Next verse now. They now give us an example. They use one of the most anointed people. You know, people say, ah, let an anointed person pray. It's better than me praying. See what they said. They say Elijah is a man with what? A nature like yours. How many of you know Elijah? Do you know Elijah? Elijah caught fire from heaven. You know Elijah? Elijah is a powerful guy. They say he's, he's, he's a man with a nature like yours. With the same what? Physical, mental, and spiritual limitations and what? Shortcomings. They're saying, you're not far from Elijah. You're the same with Elijah. You want Elijah to pray, but you too can pray. There's no difference. They say he has the same limitations as you. The difference is that he still has faith in himself. And unfortunately, you have faith in him. Instead of on yourself. He said he prayed. And he answered. Are you here, somebody? This is why Nigerian Christians don't pray. We like somebody to pray for us. We don't want to pray. We have no faith in our own prayer. I'm not righteous. The person that is praying for you is not righteous too. Natural righteousness, okay? He's also depending on God's righteousness. Are you here, somebody? He's not righteous more than you. He's the same righteousness all of us are using. They didn't give pastor a special line when, when, they, when they called us to heaven. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. This is important, guys. It's important. It's a righteous man. It's availed much. Glory to God. Without fault finding. Can you imagine that? Isn't that good news? Many Christians think whenever they come to God, that God is looking for what, to, what fault to find. Wow! He has paid. If it's called sin, he has paid. If you're a Christian, you are, you are means you've accepted. What it means to be a Christian? You've accepted the payment. So it's like you've been in a buffet and have paid. How many of you have? Everybody has been to a buffet. Even if you're not, you must have heard about it. <laughs> you don't know what I'm saying? It means there's all kinds of food, and once you make one payment, you can eat as much as you can. So imagine if I paid for you in a buffet, then you, 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 you just go and take one cake. After we've eaten, you just go and take cake from the table. Then you want to say, excuse me, Pastor. I took cake, small cake. I say, yes, we've paid. Then you go again. The chicken I ate the other time, I liked to. I took small. I say, we have paid. <laughs> There's one bread that is. He's paid. If it's called sin, they have paid. God is not attending to you or treating you based on one individual sin every week. That's not how it works. He's not interested in that. Sin will kill you. Don't think God likes sin or you. you, you sin will kill you. I've said that, so don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this means, we jump. no, no, sin has its own natural consequence that has nothing to do with God. 
Natural consequence. Just, just go to a bank now. Go to an ATM now. Use stone and be breaking like you want to break it. You will see sin punish you there. Has nothing to do with God. Nothing to do with God. Sin will deal with you right there and then. There's nothing. God is not busy going about. Sin, is, sin kills by itself. In fact, that's the whole reason why God came to remove it or deal with it because it kills. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It kills. There's no sin you want to use to impress God. We're talking about LGBT. They are, they are doing parade. They've been doing parades in Sodom and Gomorrah. It's not a new thing. They said the whole city came to Lord's house. This was before there was internet, before there was even book, before there was anything. There was even no Bible that time. In, in Sodom and Gomorrah, the whole city, that is, is that not gay parade? There's not sin they're talking about today that is new to God. They're going to say, ah, these people have advanced. They have not advanced. They are only new people. There's nothing new under the sun. Just new people. Just new people. And that's why God raises people in each generation to serve that generation. But it, it, this, the act itself is not new. So you think, you think polygamy started with Nigerian celebrities? Mm. I didn't say anything. I don't want to read meaning to what I'm saying. Bible celebrities had more than one wife. Abraham had more than one wife. David had more than one wife. Solomon had... Nothing new under the sun, guys. Only new people. Because people are saying, the Bible is not against polygamy. God never said you should marry more than one wife. But if you marry more than one wife, it will, it will, it will continue. But you, the people you want to copy, and marry more than one wife, please also copy the, the, how they ended. Though. You see, Nigerians don't want to copy that. Abraham had more than one wife. We are still, they are still bombing in Palestine today. That fight is still on from the children of those two women. So you sure you want to do this? You sure you want to go that route? After you are gone, the children will fight. Oh. They will fight themselves. Oh. There will be hatred within them. Oh. You are sure you want to do this? Say, Bible is against polygamy. Go and see the, the repercussion. Is it David you want to talk about? There was rape in his house. There was incest in his house. There was killing in his house. There was mother in his house. Are you sure you want that? He said, Solomon had a thousand wives. Do you see what he was writing in his last days? He had lost his... This Solomon that was the wisest man. He became the most foolish man. Those, those, those women drew him to idols. So, for you start copying nonsense, there's nothing new under heaven. It's all there. Sin will punish you by itself. The reason why it looked like God supported polygamy because God doesn't punish those people. He doesn't, he punish them. He punished them. Israel is still bombing till now. All that fight is from, they started from their father. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Their father that started it because he can't stay one woman. He needs more. I need somebody get what I'm saying. Sir. Let's finish the lost prayer. So, go back to lost prayer now. After, so the part of the sin there is not for us today as New Testament believers. Last line says, "And lead us not into what temptation." So, what prayer of what is that? That's consecration. Anything that involves leading and guiding, it means you are surrendering your own will for God to lead you. You are surrendering your own will for God to lead you. That's consecration. So, again, one of the things that is wrong with the kind of prayer we're praying as Africans is that we are, we are more interested in, in the man. We like middlemen. And see we've, 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 see, we've gone through a lot as Africans, guys. We've been through a lot. We, we, had, we had slave trade era. Then we had colonization. Then now we're even um, being run by our own people, but we're still oppressed, literally. We're still oppressed. 
So the average Christian, when it comes to Christianity, still has an oppressed mentality. He's, that's why he feels he needs a middleman. You know everything in Nigeria is middleman. Even your PVC is your own, but you still need If you don't know somebody. <laughs> Hope you have gotten your PVC back, guys. But that's the point. So we have the middleman idea of everything we do. So this is why we can't approach God. We just think, oh, we just go meet God like that. Man, look for who, who get direct line. The problem, the problem with you always using someone is that you eventually will not be close to God, but to that person. If you are in a situation, Grant, come. Joy, come. Your husband and wife, come on. See, I want to use your relationship. Edward, come. Work faster, Grant. Grant is shy. Today you climb stage. It's not every time. You do PA. Today you climb stage. Okay. Joy, come and stay on this side. Edward, stay in the middle. So Grant is God. He's the almighty God. Edward is a powerful man of God. Even though your hairstyle is not a man of God hairstyle. <laughs> but we forgive you. <laughs> the powerful man of God and this is the believer, this is the Christian if she has a need you know the Bible says that the father seeketh such to worship him see the biggest thing God needs is, your, is intimacy with you, his relationship with you that's what he wants, there's nothing else he wants from you other than a relationship with you, he wants to know you, he wants to relate with you so that's God there, he seeketh his father seeketh such to worship him this is the such they're talking about if she has a need and she meets this man of God to pray for her to get the thing and she gets the thing when she has a need next time where is she going to? This is where she's going to. If I've ever given people that are in serious financial situations money, I'm not talking about somebody that's temporarily broke. I mean somebody that has a habit of being wasteful. If I've ever given them money, what's one thing I show? They'll come back. Wherever people find help, they go there. If this, if this woman tells this guy, pray, and he prays, and he walks, next time she says, this is where she's going to. She's not building the relationship here. She doesn't need this guy. She needs this guy. More than she needs this guy. That's, wrong, that's what's wrong with our kind of prayer. We are getting closer to the men and not to the guy. And God wants to know you. Imagine if my children need to talk to the nanny after they want to ask me something. That is nanny they go through because they know that nanny can. This is what they do. I, I want a relationship with my kids. But they, want, they have more faith in the, what the nanny will do for them. What God wants is, and, this, and that's how it should be. Yes, pastors can teach you and pray for you, but they must always still point you. you and I'll show you in scripture. You will see God never, Jesus was never trying to tell people, follow me. He was trying to say, look, you can relate with God. He was always pointing them to God. Even when they said, God, teach us to pray. He said, say our father. Pointed them to God. What God wants is that whenever this woman is in need, yes, maybe they pray for you sometimes, but you should get closer. Closer. Hug yourself. You are married. You should get closer. Hallelujah. This is what God wants to have with you. <laughs> what are you doing? We're in the house of the Lord. <laughs> this is what God wants to have with you. God's interest is not to have a middleman. God's interest is not for you to always have to talk to someone when you need to talk to him. This is why some Christians are also very moved by prophecy. Somebody prophesied to them, oh, they'll be so moved. Those things never move me. Why? It's like me and my wife. That we were in the same house. We slept over in the same house yesterday. We came to church together today. Then somebody now come and tell me. Let's say Pastor Shike now come. And shake. I said, what? You shake, you shake. Say, Pastor K, Pastor K. Pastor Midred, Pastor Midred wants you to do something. something. 
I will not be moved. I slept with Pastor Midre. We're in the same house. We are close. I don't need him. There's nothing he's going to tell me that is higher than what I have a personal relationship. This is why everything that anybody's doing strips you. You don't have a relationship with God. So they are doing middleman for you. If you were, if you had fellowship with God this morning, you have fellowship with God this afternoon, there's nothing going on that's going to impress you. But you, are, you feel so distant from God. And you're more interested in what the man of God is going to say because you're closer to the man than you are to God. No prophecy has ever moved me in this life. Every prophecy they give me that is correct, I knew about him before they gave me. One of my daughters in the, in the church here um, um, brought all currencies, different currencies of different countries. Pounds, dollars, Canadian money, different currencies. I can't remember all the currencies now. And gave me that. So God said she prophetically gave me that it's time for me to go all over the world to preach. I received the currencies. I like those kind of prophecies. I received it. And I said that I agreed with her that that's true. That's the Lord. Because I'm already aware that I have a calling to go around the world. You see, that's in line with what God is. God is just confirming to me what me and him have discussed. That's not that it's a new thing. I'm just saying, Wow. No, 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 no. Meanwhile, every, every once in a while, some other person comes and tells me nonsense. Oh, I see accident. I say, shut up, go and sleep again and dream. Another. <laughs> and I don't even pray about it. I don't even tell my wife. The moment you accept it, you have accepted it into your life. Don't let them use you to practice prophecy. They use to practice so that it's in the enter. <laughs> and you don't want to use practice. So I see your car on myself ten times. You now say, blood of Jesus. You now start to pray. What rubbish! Because you have no relationship. If you were in the same house with God this morning, I came out. Nobody. God is not a gossip. God is not a gossip. <laughs> Why? Come and say here again. Why would God tell this person something he wants to tell this person when him and this person were together all through the night? Who does that? God is not a gossip. The only reason why you are impressed is because you don't have a relationship. You are distant from God. So anything this person is telling you is moving you. You don't want to know your own father. He's your father. He's your father. He's not a gossip. There are so many things he has to tell you that he won't tell this person because it's none of his business. None of his business. Some things that he wants to tell you, if he tells this person, we will spoil it. Oh, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. There are some things he wants to tell you, this person's mind can't contain it. So he has to tell this person directly. Can't tell this person. Can you go and tell Saul that you want to make David to be the next king? <laughs> Please, you can't go and say that before they kill you for your mother. <laughs> Clap for my guys. Is somebody getting this? You always see God elevating us. You know what the Bible says? Today we're talking about the prayer of decree. In the prayer of decree, you are declaring things. You are not talking to God in the prayer of decree. You are using your God-given authority to speak to things and situations. You are not speaking to God. So, like I said last week, there's all manner of prayer. Christians mix all of them. There are different kinds of prayer. In the prayer of decree, and you need all, you need all. In the prayer of decree, you are speaking to things, not to God. The Bible says you, are, you have made us kings and priests. Revelations 1 6. It says, has made us kings and priests. Revelation 5 10. Give me all of them. Let, let, let's, let's read one by one. 1, one 6 verse. It said, and had made us what? Kings and what? You are already a priest. You don't need another priest. You are the priest. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? My job as a pastor is not to be your middleman. 
I'm just here to show you your relationship with God and point you to God and, and, and you get close to God for yourself. Not for me to be your middleman that I hear God for you and I pray, talk to God for you. No, 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 no. That's not the job of a New Testament minister of the gospel. He has made you kings and priests. You are a priest. A priest can't be looking for another priest. A priest somebody representing God. People should meet God through you. Your industry should know God through you. Oh, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. This is why we have many believers in places, but they are not taking their stand because they think their pastor is the priest. So me, I'm a comedian, then I go and drink with people and smoke with them and carry women because I'm a comedian Christian, sort of a Christian comedian. I'm an influencer. You go and shake your bomb because the shaking bomb that makes... I'm not I'm doing well. <laughs> you see, I'm, a, I'm an influencer. So you, because everybody's shaking bomb, you too want to shake bomb. You don't understand that you're a priest in the social media world. Because you think your pastor is the priest, you think you are a, you're a news and so you can go and be anything. No, you two are a priest. If you understand you're a priest, you behave better. You're a priest in that industry, in that career, that office. You are the priest there. You are the pastor there. I will never come to your office. You are the pastor in that office. People can challenge Christians. We will not take over politics. We're letting unbelievers run, run wild politically because we are hiding in church because we think there's only one priest. He's the senior pastor. He's the powerful priest, the powerful man of God. What we're still doing in Nigeria is traditional worship. We're not enter Christianity. When we enter Christianity, we will know. We've not entered it. We're seeing traditional worship. You know, traditional worship is one powerful priest that ties red wrapper and has white chalk. He's the only one that can enter the forest. The rest stay outside. They don't know God for themselves. Those days are passing. Now you are kings and priests. Who is the king? You are in charge. Who is the priest? You are bringing God there. You are in charge to bring God there. In whatever industry, you are a priest in comedy. You are a priest in, in accounting. You are a priest in banking. Because of you in banking, they should test God. But instead, you come and hide in church because there's only one priest. The pastor is a priest. Me, I'm just influencer. I'm always shake bomb. Just shake it. You see people that their, their profile and their pictures don't match. Jesus lover. God's first daughter. <laughs> All her boobs are outside. And she's God's first daughter. Madness. Madness. <laughs> you are kings and priests. Unto who? Unto God. And his father, give me 510, quickly, quickly. He said, and has made us what? Unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign where? Yes. You are a king and a priest. Give me first uh, Peter 2, 9, good. He said, but you are what? A chosen generation. A what? A royal priesthood. Royal king, priesthood, priest. A royal priesthood. You are the priest. You're not even looking for another priest. Hallelujah. So, in, in Mark 11, like I said, everywhere in scripture, you will see God promoting us. But humans in our own psychology, we demote ourselves that we are nothing. Because like I said, we have a history of being, of being oppressed. So we have that mind- mindset that can never approach God. See what happened in Mark 11. I shared this last week. Jesus was going somewhere, saw the fig tree. The fig tree had no fruit and it cost the fig tree. And the next day, they were passing by and Peter noticed that the fig tree was actually withered. And he was stripped. He said, Bros. J, you're a bad dude. Man, mad old. <laughs> he said, this fig tree that you cursed yesterday is actually withered away. He said, wow. And I said, if it was an African pastor, he would just say, <laughs> you think they're easy? You, do, you know, do you know me? 
Do you know how many years days I fasted to cause this tree? If you want to learn this, you register for my apprenticeship and you know how we, we teach you these things. It's not easy. And send your prayer request, send your cursing request. All the things you want me to cause for you, put it in the envelope, put your seed and send it. That's what Africa will turn it to. But you see what Jesus told the guy. After that time, you see Jesus say, verily or verily, verily, swearing. He's saying, I swear. He knows about to tell you something you will find hard to believe. He's about to tell you something as an African you will never want to believe. He was swearing. He said, for verily, I... No, give me the first verse now. Don't follow, follow my cue, guys. See, Peter called him, remember, I said, Master, the victory which, you, which thou cursed is without a way. And see what Jesus answered him. Jesus said unto him, what? I've told you. Any, any experience, anything that is not pointing you to God is wrong. It should not point you to my gift. Say, I had a cost three now. I'll be the three, three cursor representing Nigeria. I'm the hottest three cursor available now. Anything not pointing to God or pointing to the man's gift is misleading you because you're not going to be closer to God. After he praised Jesus for cursing, Jesus said, hey, he told, he told the guy, told Peter, have faith in God. That there's nothing special going on here. This is the person that did this thing. He can do it for anybody. Have faith in God. See the next verse. He said, verily, I told you, swear. He said, verily, I swear unto you, whosoever. Whosoever, who does he include? Whosoever is who? He said, everybody. He said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those who says that come to pass. What will happen? Say, you too will have it. Oh, man. If Jesus was an African pastor, every Friday night, cursing your curses, service. That's what Africa would turn to. And everybody would go in there just to call, let me curse my curses. Let me curse my curses. Let me. He told him, have faith in God. You too can speak. Mountain and victory trying is more difficult. That means he gave Peter a bigger position. He said, it's not only victory I curse. You can curse mountain. You can tell mountain to remove. If it's Nigeria, if you cause victory, you say you want to start, or you start with cursing leaf. You can't start with tree now. You, you're not at our level. Start with cursing leaf. This is what we do in Africa. We are too oppressed in our thinking. No confidence, no boldness. How can we take over politics the way we are thinking? How can you take over any entertainment the way you are thinking? You are thinking that they want helping you. You don't realize that you are the savior sent to that entertainment industry. You've gone to join them to, 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 to be smoking weed, to be high. You that you should be high with the most high. So what's going on? You're coming from an inferior point of view. See what he said? He said, have faith in God that whosoever shall say to this man, anybody can do this thing. And he used verily because you know Nigerians will doubt it. He said, verily. He said, I swear. In, 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 in John, he even used verily, verily. Because you know Africans. <laughs> Look at it, John 14, 12. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, what will happen? He will do also. And what? Greater work. You see, there's nowhere. Jesus is saying, I'm the main man. He said, you are the main man. He said, you are the main man. There's nobody anointed more than Jesus. If he started his own cousin ministry, it will be global. But he said, no, 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 no. I'm not here for you to come and sit down for me to curse for you. You, you can say to this mountain, Without removed. You can, you can use it. Are you here, somebody? May God help Africa. Oh, 
favors me individually, if all of you come to me to cost your tree for you, he favors me. I'll be more popular. I'll be richer. I'll be very important. That the tree cursor is coming. Alagbara wale. Alagbara wale. The tree cursor has come. Everybody bring your trees. I'll be cursing it. In quick succession, I'll be cursing, cursing your tree. Cursing the Yeah. It's what we like. We like paparazzi. But that's what Jesus did. He said, you, speak to the man. Speak. Have faith in God. Nothing special is going on here that no believer can do. But no confidence. Flow, there's somebody that's more righteous, more holy that's going to speak for us. No. Hallelujah. Kings don't beg. They decree. You see everywhere God is promoting you. At one time, the mochas God is promoting you everywhere. Ecclesiastes 8. He said, where the word of a king is. Who is the king? We've said that already. Revelations and First Peter. Say, you are a king and a priest. So you are the king. And he said, where the word of a king is, there is what? Power. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Put your name there. Where the word of Kingsley is, there is power. I can't hear you. Say it again. Put your own name. Or don't put Kingsley. Your name is not Kingsley. One more time. Let's go. The king is. By the word of Kingsley is, there's power. Can you imagine that? And you have been crying and begging. There's power. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Kings don't beg. They decree. Are you here, somebody? Job 22. Look at this. He said, thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee. This prayer of petition. He said, and thou shalt pay thy vows. Next verse. Thou shalt also do what? I'm not hearing you. 28. Thou shalt also do what? Decree. decree. It also shows that there are two kinds of prayer going on there. He said, thou shalt also decree a thing. And what will happen? It shall be established unto you. You decree. That's the prayer of decree. You are decreeing it. Don't be afraid. Decree it. Don't focus on how it's going to happen. That's not your job. Decree it. He says, it will be established unto you. Decree it. Don't be afraid. Decree. Don't worry about where the money is going to come from. Decree. Don't worry about how we are going to meet the people. Decree it. All the things I'm seeing in my life now, I decreed them many years ago. Decree it. Decree that you can never be poor. Decree that Nigeria's economy will never affect your personal economy. I've been saying that forever. I knew, I saw Nigeria the way it was behaving. So I can't tie my destiny here. <laughs> I've been saying things that I prosper in every currency. Are you here, somebody? I'm not just saying those things for free. I'm arranging my future. What you have now is what you said yesterday. What you have tomorrow is what you are saying today. If you're among those saying there's no money in Nigeria, watch, you will soon have it. Because they say you will have what you say. Is that what I said in Mark 11, 23? He said, whosoever shall say these things and do not doubt in his heart, but believe that what he says shall come to pass, he will eventually have what he says. I'm not making it up. It's there. He said there's power in the, in the tongue. Proverbs 18. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Whoever uses it shall eat the benefits of it. Are you here, somebody? Everything I'm seeing in my life now, I said it so. Are you here, somebody? You are a king. You don't beg. You what? Decree. Do you want to make some decrees over your life? 
You don't sound like you're sure. Make decrees. Make decrees. This is, 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 is what the Bible wants. Jesus was, Peter was straight about the fig tree. Just don't even forget it. You can even move mountains. You actually trip our fig tree. You can make mountains move, man. Hallelujah. My steps are ordered of the Lord. I will be at the right place at the right time. I prosper in every currency. All the currencies of the world will favor me. I'm already talking. Are you not watching me? I'm saying my own. I'm not calling talking for you. <laughs> I'm not your cousin. I'm not your three cousin. I'm say, just saying my own. I prosper. Kings and princes will come to me. Honorable men. I will always stand before great men. I am favored everywhere I go. Once my application gets there, they will favor it. Once it reaches my turn, they will sign positively. That documentation will come out. I am favored on every side. My steps are ordered of the Lord. I will be at the right places at the right time. Whatever I touch prospers. Those products we sell. The goods and services we sell. I will always be in demand. My gift will always be in demand. My skill will always be in demand. Kings will look for me. Great men will look for me. Mandebo Sakadaya. Nigeria's economy will never affect my personal economy. I prosper in every currency. My steps are ordered of the Lord. I will always be at the right places at the right time. People will favor me. Even people that have never met me will favor me. My name will always sound good in the ears of people that matter. There shall be no untimely death in my family. I will not die, but I will live to declare the works of God. I and my house are protected. No member of this church is permitted to die an untimely death. Millionaires and billionaires are raised here constantly. You prosper in every currency. You prosper in every area of life. You prosper in your fruit of your body. No woman here is permitted to be barren. You will prosper in every aspect of life. Your health is preserved. Sickness is not permitted to stay in my body. My youth is renewed like that of the ego. I'm getting stronger and stronger. My organs are functioning well. No sickness is permitted to stay in my body. I rebuke sickness. Any generational sickness stops at my point. In the name of Jesus. Barata Sat. I cancel any negative patterns. I cancel every negative reoccurrence. I will never lack helpers. I will never lack supporters. Relevant information always comes to me. I don't like creative ideas. Creativity will keep flowing. Inspiration will keep flowing. I will remain relevant in my field. I will remain relevant in my country. I will remain relevant globally. International doors open for me. The who is who in my field will like me. The who is who in my industry will respect me. I will always be among kings and not mean men. Hey, he will make my name great. He will bless those that bless me. He will curse those that curse me. For me, the families of the earth shall be blessed. Rabada kazatara rabasso tabarabas Sebrada baboso tobabrabasete Come on say something about your life You will meet the man of your dreams 
You will miss that woman of your dreams. You will marry that man that will love you. You will marry the woman that will love you. You will not miss it in marriage. You will marry well. That dream job is your portion. You are going to work where you want to work without the benefits that you want. Come on, say something. Say something. Nothing wrong with your prayer. You can say something. You can say something. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Saka Borasata. Shata Borasata. Saprata Sata Borasata. Maanda Lakaba Pradasa Tabodobosota Baradasa. Shata Lakarata Sata Borasata. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Nigeria will favor me. I will eat the good of the land. I will eat the good of the land. I decree the next election we favor this country. The right people will be put in position of authority. Any work and plan of hell will fail over this nation. Maandada Kazata. Nigeria will be great again. Nigeria will be great again. Every plan of darkness over this country is failed. Is foiled. God will raise men. He will raise women that will make a difference. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, as you have decreed it, so shall it be. In the mighty name of Jesus, as you have decreed it, so shall it be. In the mighty name of Jesus. Things will work for you like never before. You will see unusual speed. You will see unusual ease. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says when others are being cast down, you will say there is lifting up. You see how God wants us to talk? Say when people are being cast down, don't join them. You will say there is a lift. That will be your story. Where it's difficult for others to be easy for you. Where others are failing, you will be succeeding. When others are cast down, you will keep saying there is a lifting up. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We'll receive it this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Hallelujah. Two quick announcements. Two quick announcements. If you know any member of this church that has relocated abroad, uh, live in any country of the world, please, we would like to keep in touch with them. So use that barcode, scan it so that we can get their numbers and emails and their location. Because we usually have WhatsApp groups for people in different locations and sometimes we have programs or meetings in those countries. So please help us let them know or get their details, fill it out for us so that we can add them to the WhatsApp groups. That way they have a community in any country that they are in. Very important. And please, I want to encourage everybody to get your PVCs. If you are here and you don't have PVC, do what you can to get it. Um, if we sit down and do nothing, uh, the people that are running things will just continue doing what they like. So um, everyone should endeavor to get their PVCs. Our generation is very bad with getting PVC. We've given up. Please don't give up. Even if you want to jack back, your relatives are still here. And some of you will be amazed. Even those your children are taking abroad, they will still come back here. 
some of them they, their ministry and their calling and their purpose is here they will come back so don't don't think you want to scatter this place and run it doesn't work like that all right so uh, please get your pvc if you don't have and i believe god will make nigeria great again are you, are you blessed this morning come on give the lord a big hand we know you've been blessed by this message to order a copy of this message or any of our messages you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.